morning everybody um we're it's fiona here from ty hub and we're here doing another podcast with let's talk today i'm joined by casey brill from who works in junk couture at the moment um hiya casey how are you good fiona thanks a million for having me it's great to be here Oh, no, thanks a million for joining me. It's um, going to be an interesting chat, I think. Oh, definitely. We're looking forward to it. And yeah, hope it goes well. <laughs> Super. So today, I mean, like you um, tell us a little bit about yourself, um, uh, what, who you are, and where you're from and all the lovely, lovely things about you. <laughs> Absolutely. So my name is Katie Brill and I'm 27 years old from Athlone County, Westmead. So I went to secondary school in Our Lady's Bower, a secondary school in Athlone, where I had a great education and experience there. I did transition year and it was really one of the best experiences in my time in school. You know, the opportunities that were presented to me at the age of 15, 16. I think they really suited my attributes um, because I was a very creative student growing up. And I think this really allowed me to thrive as a young woman, um, you know, getting experiences, you know, tapping into my entrepreneurial skills, going, you know, do musicals, public speaking, and then, you know, participating in Junkature. All of those were amazing experiences um, that I de- didn't expect to have during that year and transition year. And I suppose then when I went on to fifth year, sixth year and it came to my leaving cert, I definitely struggled with knowing what I wanted to do Um at the age of you know 17 18 and having to pick and fill out that ceo and when it came to it i i hadn't a clue and i decided not to fill out a ceo would you believe oh, and okay yeah i decided not to fill out a ceo i was going back and forth of what did i want to do i was a very creative student growing up i had passions and and you know television and public speaking um, I, t- I danced a lot as a kid but then I also loved home economics I loved kind of the physiology side there and I loved art in school so my head was all over the shop and mm. I was speaking to one of my educators at the time and they suggested you know Katie you're great at dietetics uh, at home economics why not try out dietetics so I didn't know what that was um so at the time there was a PLC in Dublin and I said well instead of filling out a CEO this year um there was only one dietetics course in Dublin and it was up in the 500 points now I know the system has changed now since I did it but um yeah I decided to do a PLC in Dublin went off there did that for a year and then applied to study dietetics in Edinburgh so I said let's do that I think dietetics will tap into my passions for you know physiology home ec um, but also the communication side because I'd be dealing with patients and I'd also potentially have an opportunity to go into you know policy making with the governments and maybe television work down the line operation transformation was a big tv show on RT at the time and I thought you know I wanted to go into helping people in their lives and that side and why not give it a go so I went off to Edinburgh for four years and when I graduated in what's the year 2019 I think the summer I said that's me sort set for life this is the job I'm going to be in and little did I know I'd be here now today talking to you about junk couture <laughs> I know so uh, I'm a di- diet uh dietetics dietetics there <laughs> <laughs> patients nutritional support of patients in hospitals um not really on the nutritionist side helping people lose weight it's more actually keeping weight on people and okay. you're there 
um, helping patients through various illnesses to, you know, stay healthy, but through the form of nutrition, you know, your NG feeds, all of that lovely stuff. But it was something I actually really, really loved. It was that patient contact, getting to know the patients. And it's mm. a wonderful time in my life, but I never used the degree after all that. <laughs> <laughs> so you did your PLC course, went to Edinburgh, did your degree in it, came home and never worked in it. <laughs> Absolutely. It was a whirlwind journey and I still can't believe it. My parents still can't believe it, but big believers in you, you never know where life will take you and just trust your gut and go with the flow. You're, you're still so young, you know, I'm still 27. If I wanted to go back to dietetics tomorrow, I could. I have the degree there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Your fallback. Yes, exactly. <laughs> if you had to have one. Um, I, I don't think you do because um, you just mentioned it there. You you started then with, you came back in 2019 and you started with Junk Couture not long after you you finished your degree and you, you, signed, you, you had your throne of the hat and, you know, you got your lovely degree and your cert and everything. Um, but you... How I mean, you you did do junkature in secondary school, so did I you did. do you you did it in TY? Did you? Yes, so I did that in TY all the way back in 2012. So it was like the second year of junkature, um, ever being in Ireland, you know. Yeah. And I decided to enter junkature. I created a design with my teammates called Reducing is Appealing, and it was made out of orange peel that we turned into like a leather like material. And we went on to win the Western Region Award that year and also the Glamour Award. So that to me as a creative student opened up so many opportunities. You know, I was on stage building my confidence, but also then, you know, getting public speaking opportunities, talking about my design, my passion points of creativity, but also sustainability was really becoming a thing. Then when I was in school, it was just the words for use, reduce, recycling, but it was becoming more and more evident about the role of the, uh, this, the crisis that was coming into play. So for me, I was like, okay, this is really cool. I was looking at sustainable fashion and I was like, this is, you know, the personal transformation that I got as a kid. I got to walk um, on the green carpet at the time, not the red carpet of the Royal Film Premiere of The Hobbit um, oh through God. winning the honor award. Yeah, in London, that was in London. I met Sir Ian McKellen. There was um, Princess Kate and, and Prince William at the time was there. And that to me was just from a 16 year old girl in, from Athlone, just crazy. So I then, you know, went on, continued my education um, in school, went on to university, but I never stopped being involved in junk couture. So I ended up helping out in workshops or if there was anything on in the UK when I was in Scotland. So they launched in Scotland. They did some market research there and they asked me to be a student judge. So I came on board and was a student judge in Scotland. So I was always involved. And I think for me, it was a passion point for me, what Junk Couture did for me as a teenager. Mm -hmm. But I always said I'd always help the company out in whatever way. If it was talking about what it did for me as a teenager, I would absolutely do so. So when I graduated in 2019, I find myself waiting for my registration to come through. So I'd graduated in July and I needed a registration to then allow me to work in hospitals. Mm. And I had gone on and, you know, I got a first class degree, which was very surreal. I worked very, very hard in university because for me, I was an academic in school and I didn't want to have to go through the feeling of the leaving cert again, of not doing as well as I felt pressured to do. I suppose yeah. I was in a very... um. I was in a very intelligent group of friends. They drove me to do well. You know, I had a great group of girls around me. 
And I always felt like no matter how hard I tried, I could never get to the A's and the B's. I was always that middle level student. And that wasn't without trying. And I just knew that going into a university course that I wanted to do really well. And luckily for me, dietetics was a lot of practical examinations as well where I could thrive. And mm. that's why I did get that. But when it came to that summertime, I was waiting for the registration. I was working in retail part time, a bit of side okay. income for myself. <laughs> I was fed up, said I don't want any more um, weekday work. I want to be off a uh, weekend work. I want to be off at the weekends. And I got a call from the CEO of Junkature Troy Armour and he said, well, Mrs. What are you doing this weekend? And I said, oh, you know, I'm I'm working. And he says, well, look, if you can come over one of the days, he says, we're doing a workshop in Wicklow for, with some students. Would you come over? I said, I will. And we were chatting about Junkature. And with that, he just clearly said, this one is made for PR and communications. So with that, he had a conversation with me on my way back to the airport. My mom and dad picked me up and said, what do you do? And I said, look, in a couple of months time, I'd be able to start a job in the hospitals in Scotland or I might come home to Ireland, but I need my registration to come through. And he goes, well, do you want to come on board and work for Junk Couture for a couple of months and see how you get on? And he said, in PR and comms, first thing I did, Fiona, Google, what is PR? Hadn't <laughs> clue what PR was but I jumped on it straight away like I just said you know it'll be a couple of months I'll wait for my registration I'll be back working in dietetics and literally now what over three and a half years I haven't left junk chore and never ever worked in a hospital with my degree in dietetics mm. and I just I personally probably couldn't see myself ever going back because of the experience I've got learning on the job with Junkature has been second to none, second to none. I just feel so passionate about the job now that I couldn't see myself leaving. So um, it's been a crazy journey. <laughs> Definitely a, a different path to get to where um where you where where you are now. I mean, like Junkature is such an amazing uh program and project for for people to be students to be involved with. It's not necessarily just TY though. It kind of it does spread out a little bit longer than transition year, doesn't it? Yes. So anyone can enter Junkature between the ages of 13 to 18 years. Okay. Primarily you have a lot of TY students entering yeah. in, in the Irish market. You know, okay. we've been in Ireland for 13 years now, and a lot of educators like to bring it into schools through the transition year program. But that's not to say we don't have a lot of students that entered in TY and fifth year and sixth year. They come back repetitively. We have um, our winners last year at Back to the Future. We had Joshua and Solomon from Longford. They were uh, in sixth year when they did it, you know, and they went on to win the World Designer of the Year Award in Abu Dhabi in January. So students can enter between the ages 13 to 18 once they have the support of the school alongside them through registry, uh, registering their design. Okay, so they have to do it through a school. They can't just individually uh, come on no, board. So you can have your secondary school or you can be within an outreach as well. Um, but once you're between the ages of 13 to 18 years. Super. I mean, like it's, you know, really, that age group is so creative anyway. It, it, even even those that don't think that they, they are creative, it, this is not your standard design course or you know it's not a design course it's you see something and it's uh, like you said when you were when it started off first I remember it was reduce reduce reuse recycle was the theme of of it for a couple of years with with not just with junk couture but with with a lot of um environmental which is just became really you know since 2010 I think it started really taking taking a foothold 
in education and in people's mind as well. And Jump Couture was just one of these programs that jumped, popped up out of nowhere and uh, took people's imaginations to another level. There's like, you know, there's scientific, scientific programs where they're, you know, developing and creating and, you know, um, engineering and inventing different things. And this is fairly similar to it. I mean, like you did, <laughs> you cured orange peels to create um a leather type of of material to use for you for your and i'm going to have to put a photo in underneath uh, <laughs> a little still, exists, still exists in our lady's bower they still have it at the art room exactly up on the up uh, uh in the art room um my teacher, Una Kelly, she retired just uh, this year. She still has that dress in the art room. Now, it's not as brightly orange and freshly no. smelling, but it's still there. Um, it's which still there. So there, I oh. mean, like that's 11, 11 years later yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and it's still, it still hasn't, you know, biodegraded completely that you, you know, it's still there as one piece. Like, so that that was like, you, you did home economics as one of your subjects and I mean like you went on to do it in in your in your university as side of life but well it's all all connected but you did a little science experiment to create this art together I yeah, brought science yeah which is together. and amazing. I love that you said that Fiona because what we're passionate about at Junkature is as well is your stem but actually making it steam so yeah. bringing in the art into the <laughs> And that punk, is punk, punk up the stem there. <laughs> exactly, punk up the stem, and you see so many talented students who are inspired by science within their designs as well. You see engineering brought in, and all the actual construction of their designs yeah. and how they're constructed, and you know the the craft that these students put into it and have to think outside the box. The measuring of it, um, how is this design going to work? Like, what other materials do we have to go collect to use in our design to create these huge wings or this, you know, design on wheels or whatever it might be? So students are tasked to be whatever they want, but be it a ball gown dress that's fit for the Met Gala, that's real eccentric and out there, and it could be inspired by, you know, habitat loss. It could be inspired by plastic pollution. Then you have these students who are inspired by women empowerment in STEM subjects, and they are using, you know, we had one student Sarah with her design, and she used um these STEM bots from yeah. a, a science project, and when she used I believe I can't remember which part was it she used the toothbrush heads in the science project so she wanted to use the toothbrush ends in her jungle design and it was all about women empowerment in STEM and I think it's a wonderful way and that's really what Junk Couture is all about we've created the first sport for creative kids so providing a platform for creative students to yeah. gain social capital benefits and the recognition in school for their skill set and talents but also we want to create the circular engineers of tomorrow so these young people who see waste as not always something that has to be discarded it can be the resources and textiles of tomorrow and what we found is you know, a lot of young people feel helpless in the face of the climate crisis. Mm -hmm. And what we want to do is give them a platform to use their voice and show the creative solutions to show um to solve this crisis. And I yeah. think it's like you don't have to be just a creative person, but everyone has innate creativity inside them. No, there is. There, even if it's the tiniest the little thing, like, you know, if you can paint a wall, 
you're exactly. you're creative do you know it's not I mean like if you can paint a wall anybody can paint a wall so I mean like you get a paintbrush you get a lick of paint and you can paint a wall but it it is opening that part of your mind to think outside the box um and what you know like the, the sustainability is a huge thing and like we'd all love to um work you know my generation anyway would have loved to have worked in in on this as well like when if this was around when we were uh when we were in school but the um i lost my train of thought there for a second but i'll get back to it now uh <laughs> so happens with old age um, <laughs> as you get older you kind of forget but uh, uh you know like you, you if you had like bottle caps like the amount of things that you can do with bottle caps or you're sitting there in a science lab and you're looking at the tubes what you can do with the tubes I mean like bring flowers into it bring you know make it a living being as well as you know you can bring biology into it you can do science you can do engineering you can bring woodwork into it there's all these so it doesn't have to be you so you work as a team it's not just one individual person isn't that right Yes, students can work as either an individual or in a group of two or max a group of three. And that's what's really great about it as well, because you're getting you're equipping yourself with the green skills that you that these students need to eventually they're going to lead this climate crisis. And these green skills that we're talking about, it's problem solving, you know my dress top half the dress rotted and myself and my teammates came back after the October break and we went what are we going to do like we were getting these oranges from a juice bar so it was all about problem solving coming together as a team and not you know throwing it out the door window and saying no not entering now we don't have time right Mm. we put our heads together and that's these green skills innovation problem solving teamwork these are all the skills that these students will need and we're doing it in a creative way yeah, and make the rest of TYE oranges. Like, there we go. <laughs> way make them more healthy with the diet. Um, but it, so, like, there was a whole period of time where we were known as the throwaway society. So, um, which is, you know, things are made so cheap um and not in not in good ways being cheap for for cheap for not all the right reasons um that when that all that came to light then people started to think a bit more about what are my my parents you know would have done like my mom's made her own wedding dress and then um created my um christening gown out of it so it's now and my, my kids were all christened in this christening gown, which was my mom's wedding dress, which is amazing to think that she reused something that was so precious to her in the first place, but she made it as well um, to a whole generation. And, and I'm talking about between you just maybe a little bit older than yourself, maybe 30 to 50 year olds that don't even know how to sew on a button now do you know and and you're kind of going from how did we go from our parents generation to a generation that doesn't know how to sew on a button to now solving the world problems with sustainability and environment and i uh, and it's just such amazing um program to be involved with you're getting the whole school behind you it's fun you can do a fashion show in school to see who um who who from the school is going to be put forward to represent the school and then that has like you have your re- do you have regionals and then 
like yeah, the finals, the city finals, and just since last year we had our first ever world final where we had ten design teams head off to Abu Dhabi in January for the 2022 world final, and we now have the world final this October for the 2023 cycle in London. And in May we had our Dublin city final in three arena where we announced the ten design teams heading to London to represent Ireland against their peers from Milan, Paris. London, New York City and Abu Dhabi. So they'll be all on that stage. And from that, then it's just the cycle doesn't end there. What we do then is we want to continue to tap into our community and to continue to, you know, extend the voices of youth because past the junkature competition cycle so we get them involved with our partners any speaking opportunities panel discussions workshops mentorships um we just got back from the world retail congress in barcelona with our partner um who we collaborate with, uh, with deloitte and they're fantastic at giving students um from junkature a voice at these global conferences and congresses um so wonderful opportunities um, past this competition cycle with Junkature also, which we create these future leaders, as we call them. Uh, and, and future PR people. <laughs> there you go. Um, confidence, you know, that whatever job that they go into, that they can get up and, and speak passionately about something, be it creativity or working in, in, within innovation or sustainability development, whatever it might be, we want to give these students an opportunity to tap into skills that they might not yet know that they're passionate about. And like the, the it can keep you within Ireland, but it can also send you all around the world afterwards. So you could end up finding a career in this that you never thought you wanted, or like yourself, you never even it never even came on to your radar at all doing PR and comms. I mean, like it's so funny you googling PR. Um, I would have googled comms. Uh, but you know, like it's like what the hell is comms? But um, you know, uh, it, I think they from. From speaking with teachers and speaking with students that have been involved with with John Couture, I know I know one of the mentors that was involved uh, in this year's running up to this year's uh, uh, event in in Tree Arena, uh, Claire Garvey, and she was so so passionate about being able to go back into a school, teach these young students how to you know how she does her designs and how they could you know if they weren't sure about something she kind of guided them their way but it like she's a, a designer world-renowned designer already she didn't need to get involved with junk couture but like this is her passion this is the passion of most pe creative people is go out there and help other people um which is fantastic uh you you are creating this little world of people that are going to tap out and branch out and, and help so many other people and, and in careers and, you know, when whatever job or whatever career path they go down, you know, to think outside the box, I think is one of the best uh, skills that you could have at any time. Like, you know, Whoever said maths has to be a certain way, whoever said home ec has to be a certain way. And that's the only path you can go down for that. So, you know, your your development there for, for these young people is amazing and that you're going to try and keep community going after they're finished uh, to, to help them get opportunities like going abroad and, and working with Del, Deloitte. Uh, Deloitte. <laughs> I always <laughs> their name. Um, 
that you know that they have these opportunities to go and speak I'm like TED Talks, like who would have thought anybody was going to be doing TED Talks or, you know, speaking about sustainability, we, we do think, you know, of, of the younger generation of very passionate, angry people about how, you know, us that drive the big diesel cars and you know we used to be angry with our grandparents or our parents for using hairspray and you know in the 50s and the seven going right through to the 70s and the 80s and like you know so the, the the next generation has always had that well it's the last generation's fault for this not being done the right way Jun Couture and yourself you're bringing a whole different look because you're within that generation the new generation you're within that you're you've, you've given, been given the opportunity to uh, go back and, and help others but you're also on you've been outside that world you've seen the other way of doing it so instead of say, saying well I'm annoyed about doing you know why the the environment is such a way you, you put a positive on it so it's like let's create something good and create something positive and teamwork it to make it better I will never be able to fix it on my own. There's no I in team. So, you know, you can't just turn around and say, well, it was his fault or her fault, but I'm not going to fix it or I'm going to go out there and fix the whole world. You can't you can't have the world's problems on your shoulders. You can't carry them on your own. And to go forward to learn that you're doing it as a team, we will get so much further. Like they could become politicians and change the world within the political view of things. And that's hopefully where, you know, thinking outside the box will, would work in a few years time, you know, so in, it, instead of saying, um, we're going to take this section away, let's think, I've, I've heard students about how, you know, changing a little battery in a car could make your car more sustainable and stuff like that. And I've heard that from people that are worked within Junkature. Now I've talked enough there, but they I just find it amazing what you're building within it. And the the fact that you you even can bring what you've learned in college and university to this platform, it, you know, it means that limits are not there. You know, everything's within reach and you can make the change. But don't feel that you if you have an idea that you have to do it on your own, that you can do it with other people and to bring other people with their skills. Leadership is a big thing, isn't it? In this as oh, well. For sure. And also your entrepreneurial skills as well. So you're literally having to think of a concept and bring it right through to the end product. When yeah. you're on stage pitching it, you're telling your backstory, you're talking to the judges, telling them about your design. Then you're going on stage and you're showing your design to an audience. So the entrepreneurial side into that as well. So we're really just trying to tap into a lot of these skills that young people and showing them that they can do it and that they're good enough and that, you know, they can be their true, authentic selves and express themselves creatively through STEM, through enterprise, whatever it might be. And there's a place for everyone to belong at Junkature. Inclusivity is massively important to us. Some students might just do it and drop off and never think about Junkature again. But for a lot of people that take part, it's this wider community of like-minded individuals that we, we love to empower. 
it's just it really is a fantastic uh event and program and you just had it back in may wasn't april may when you had it in the tree arena and then so that was your finals for ireland the next one is in the autumn in london Uh, and for irish as well so we actually have the whole new concept of Junkature now which launched last year you don't just have your final in Dublin anymore and have all your awards given there okay. at the final in Dublin these students get um, 10 design teams are announced as world finalists they get their golden ticket and that brings them to the world final where they'll compete with students from all over the world so that takes place in October time but then the okay. new cycle for 2024 launches in September as well in September yeah I was just going to ask you that so anybody that's watching this and that um had never even thought about going into doing junk couture here's your moment here's your your opportunity uh get get when you arrive in TY or in the next phase of education and you're between the ages of the 13 and 18 pop along to junk couture and have a look and see and enter yourselves in even if they don't have an idea straight away it takes a while to come up with the idea oh, so definitely enter even even if you don't have the idea that's that's the idea that's the idea <laughs> yeah, yeah there's no rush at all you get your educator to sign up your school on www.junkature.com that's junkature with two k's once your educator has signed up, they'll get all the correspondence um, from Junkature themselves. But when it comes to starting in September, start thinking of, of, you know, creating a mood board. What inspires you? What story do you want to tell behind your design? Is it that you're inspired by plastic pollution? Is it that you're inspired by the fast fashion industry? Whatever your inspiration might be, choose that and then say, OK, what materials do I want to collect now? Get out into your local community, put collection boxes around your school, knock on your the doors of neighbours, collect materials, then come into school. Then it might be October, November time. And then you might start manipulating, you know, what can I do with CDs? What can I get plastic bags and melt them together with an iron and grease proof paper to create like a mosaic look? Start experimenting with materials before you even start the construction of your junkature design. Yeah. That brings you up then to March time when you actually have to have a design constructed where you'll be submitting your design through the application process. And then that'll be designs then in Ireland will be whittled down to become regional then city finalists and then world finalists. So that's kind of the process itself. It's a lovely process and it's fun to take part. You did it yourself. Now you're working for Junk Couture. You had so many doors open for you within the time frame of doing Junk Couture in school as well. Um, just a quick question though. Are, is there any particular, is there any materials that they would be allowed to buy? like glues and stuff like that would that be yeah of course so when it comes does to everything have to be i suppose our rules say 100 recyclable materials but it might as well be 99 percent because when it comes to your needles and threads of course yeah. you're going to get access to them within your home economics class your art class you're going to have your you know if you're in metalwork class your educator there might have access to some materials that they use that they, they purchase for the classroom that you can use as well like nuts and bolts or whatever it might be um the same with we try to get students to stay away from glue guns as much as possible you know a lot of the designs now are coming into much more you know 
um, crocheting, weaving, sewing, they're tapping into learning into a new school uh, skill set. And I think that's really important. Use glue as minimum as you can. But of course, if you're buying, buying glue sticks and glue guns, you can use that. You have students then that might use, you know, sustainable spray paint or acrylic paint within their design. They can be purchased as well. But when it comes to your core materials, actually that are going to be showcased in your design you have to collect them you yeah. have to actually describe where you collect them from in your um, design and material description in your application so don't try to cheat the way and buy materials we are in a world surrounded by waste materials yes. contact a business contact a manufacturer we had a, a student in ireland um who contacted Brennan's Bread and got Brennan's Bread packaging that was flawed, sent to the school for her to use in her design. You can think outside of the box and get materials from anywhere. So um, don't buy anything. Yeah, that's, there's the extra hint. So, you know, beg, borrow and um, reuse. <laughs> I'm not going along with the old <laughs> saying there at all. Uh, that's wrong. Uh, but yeah, beg, borrow and uh, and reuse. Uh, everything, uh, almost anything that you can uh, think outside the box, go have fun, look at who's around you. It doesn't just have to be friends. It's not like a mini company where you, you know, you, friends gel and they come up with an idea. Think of who's in engineering, who is doing woodwork, who is doing art, you know, even music, whatever. The, to have a look at the different subjects and who was more scientific back in the you know in the junior cycle have a look who's around you and who you know you could probably see creating a project it's not just your your group of friends because sometimes your group of friends will have a fallen out and you'll be left standing there uh create, trying to create something for junkature because you're passionate about it so don't let it don't no, don't let any walls stand in your way just go for it that's what I think I'd leave from this conversation this is just I I want to go out and make more stuff now um I, I think mums and dads would even be happy to jump on board and and give a dig out as well and your neighbors um but thanks so much for being an inspiration and coming on board and having a chat with myself um about everything junk and couture and your path on how you got here as well and hopefully you stay in touch and we can do more of these little chats absolutely fiona thank you so much for having me and i hope everyone enjoys listening to this podcast super thanks a million katie thanks a million for coming on <laughs>